0: Welcome to the Money Mentors Podcast.
1: Now, uh, every week here, guys, we talk about people who want to retire, maybe those who are already enjoying their retirement. But interesting story out of Brazil for you here this week. Walter Orthman, recently broke the world record for the longest time working for the very same company. According to USA Today, he got a job at just 15 as a shipping assistant for this textile company in Brazil and was soon promoted to sales and eventually sales manager, a position he's held ever since. Now, he is 100 years oh, wow. old and he has been with that company for more than 84 wow. years.
2: They better 84. get him a gold watch. Right? Yeah. <laughs> he
1: better get something out of this deal. Uh, this is certainly not common, especially with today's workforce. A lot of us uh, work maybe for a few different companies throughout our career. Good for Walt, though, uh, in sticking with one employer there. But it means for you know most of us, though, Gary and Gerald, that we'll likely accumulate a few different 401ks or retirement accounts through different jobs over the decades. So uh, what should we keep in mind concerning those retirement accounts that we gain through our employers over time?
2: The first red flag that I always talk about when somebody's sitting down and talking about the 401k is that do you intend on working later in life, even past age 72? This gentleman's 100 years old, still working. Now in the United States, we have something called required minimum distributions on your retirement account. If you're gonna work past 72 and you're putting money in your 401k, the required minimum distribution does not apply to that 401k. So let's say you sat down on an the visor and in the middle of this and you're in your 60s and you took the money out, invested with a an advisor in an IRA, you're still with the same company putting money in there and now you get to age 72, well guess what? You're working, you're earning income, but now you have to take RMDs, or requirement distributions, out of that money that you moved into an IRA. So it's always good to know, number one is, how long are you gonna work at that company? Mm-hmm. I love my job, I'm gonna stay here the rest of my life, I, and I like, I'm gonna work one in my 70s, let's have a different conversation. If you're like this gentleman, that you're gonna stay there, that's something to really consider. Most people, as you said, Jennifer, that we're gonna have a few different jobs along the way, and you really want to consolidate these counts into one IRA, especially when you get to the required minimum distribution phase. The reason is because I know the CPAs out there picking up because they're going to tell me I'm wrong. Check the IRS code. I'm right. That if you have a 401k, a 403b, another IRA, and you have a 401k, ready for this, Roth 401k, at requirement distribution time, you have to take money from each one of those accounts. Mm-hmm. You can't aggregate and take one lump sum from one account and say so you met the requirement. You have to take one from every account. Mm-hmm. Now, you're a CPA. I know you know your business. You're yelling at me saying that's not true. Please call me after you look up the IRS code, because we know that's true. (laughs) That being said, most people don't realize that why do we put them all in IRAs at the end? Because now we can aggregate, and when the market's down, like we did in 2020, we can take money out of the real estate account, or we can take money out of the gold account, and not have to worry about losses to give you income. So think of it this way. If you look at your portfolio, and you never have losses to take income from your portfolio, what's going to happen with your portfolio? It's never going to go down. Yeah, it's going to stay the same or it's going to grow. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You don't have this fitful dreams at night saying, I'm going to run out of money, honey. Start selling everything off that garage sale, mm-hmm. start selling our personal property too. <laughs> Not, Not a good an idea.
1: option, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, you never, you know, when you're changing companies, that's always a good opportunity to reassess what plan do you have in place for your retirement. Obviously, you're changing careers or changing companies because you feel it's going to put you in a better spot for where you want to go. But a lot of the times when we, when we meet with people, they're not looking at that retirement account that same way. They're like, oh, I figured I'll just leave it there. But what happens is it's out of sight, out of mind, and you're like, well, if I just leave it alone, chances are it'll go up. Yeah, like Gary said, that's probably true but what is the opportunity
2: cost by having it properly managed for your goal? Yeah, look at the the recent market swings. I mean, uh, hump day Wednesday, we saw you know going down two, three percent along the markets. The db before, was up two or three percent. So we're seeing five, six percent swings in the market on a daily basis. Now take that, same thing, when the market's being down 20, 30 percent, and you always buy when it's negative, And you always sell when it's high, what does that do to your portfolio on a regular basis? So that 401k that's sitting out there that you haven't done anything with, it's sitting there. Nobody's minding the store. You really need to have a driver behind the wheel. Mm -hmm.
0: Real life lessons about your retirement. You're listening to the Money Mentors Podcast.
1: You know how sometimes you just want to speak with a real person face-to-face or even on the phone? Well, after two years, according to a blog on ssa.gov, Social Security Administration offices have finally reopened across the country so uh, is this good news for people who want that in-person connection when they're trying to make that decision guys
0: i'll tell you when the pandemic first hit it was neat being invited into so many clients living rooms you know <laughs> virtually uh-huh. granted you know it was- our bedrooms because we've had some <laughs> of that too i mean it was good bedroom Every, you know? everything was virtual and we we got to have those conversations yeah you know, uh you know in a two-dimensional face-to-face it was nice we wanted those connections. We had to stay here and continue doing what we do. After a while, that got that got real tough in order to have the same type of conversation. Yeah. You know, when I'm talking to my mom in the UP, it's not the same thing as sitting on the couch right next to her and having that conversation and, and feeling the the energy or feeling... You know the questions or, or nervousness from you know the conversation that's why that face-to-face is so important it's not just the words but it's about the body language in it too and having those discussions about you know if i'm asking a client you know what are some of their goals and on a computer screen they can talk to me they can tell me that but when it's in person not only do i get their feedback but i get the body language too that sometimes tells a much deeper story and Why I just love the face-to-face in person better than anything else.
2: Yeah, there's a saying out there that, you know, your words are your words, but your body... You know, uh, describes I guess like a thousand words. Mm-hmm. You know, a picture's worth a thousand words, and that's the thing about Social Security is of getting it right. You know, it's one of those things that we add into the portfolio of the income stream, and we want to make sure we get the choice right. My mom's ninety eight years old. We talk a lot about her on the show, and if you ask her, if I said to her, name one thing that you would have done differently if you had the hindsight to look back, she says, "I never should have taken Social Security at sixty two. Huh. It's the biggest mistake." So it's one of those things that we do as a Social Security Optimization Report. We put that together to show you the best way to take money, and then we show you the maximize of that, and then we fit it to you. People always say, well, I'm going to wait to 70, or I'm going to start at 62. Those are great thoughts, but how does it work for you from a tax point of view? How does it work for you from an insurance point of view? You know, If you've got supplemental insurance coming in or COBRA or those type of things, how does it put together that the plan works for your benefit? Because it's not just getting the money. It's about how you're going to pay taxes along the way also. Mm -hmm. And there's a point where you can, most people don't realize this, that you can actually be paying taxes on your Social Security benefits even if you're at full retirement age. So once you cross a certain threshold of income, they're going to tax your Social Security benefits. Please, don't get mad at Gerald. Don't get mad at me or, <laughs> or Jennifer. It's not our choice, but that's the way the system works. And understanding that is so important to minimize taxes and get yourself secured to that benefits that you're entitled to.
0: Want weekly lessons from your money mentors? Yes. Hit the subscribe button now and listen every weekend on Wood Radio.